This week on the TorontoGameDoes.com podcast, we talk about Cell Damage HD, piracy, and me doing reviews. What's up, everyone? This is episode 24 of the TorontoGameDoes.com podcast. I'm one of your host, Steve, the main dude behind TorontoGameDoes.com. With me, as always, is Brett from Hard Circle. What's up? Uh, <laughs> and uh, returning once again is Dan from himself, composing Dan. Hello. Ugh, nice stretch. <laughs> nice little morning stretch. It's Saturday morning. <laughs> Dan and I are just zombies right now, so this podcast will be 80% Brett. Um, oh, thank you. yeah. It's up till 2, 2, 2.30, something like that. 30. I was only up till like midnight, but I, for whatever reason this morning, it's been a rough one so far. So Yeah, I was up till about midnight too. Plugging away on some stuff. Yeah. Uh, that heavy drinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just a little um, housework. Uh, make sure to review us on iTunes and uh, share the podcast, share the website, all that good stuff. Um, I think our only review is still just Dan, which technically you wrote it before you joined the podcast, I think. But it's, uh, it's just I always giggle every now and then when I look at the reviews and it's still just you. And I'm like, <laughs> you mean me? You you left a review on iTunes for the podcast. Oh right, right. <laughs> after like what? After the first couple or whatever, uh, and no one else has done it. And now you're on the podcast. So apparently that's the way to get yeah. on the podcast. And now, yeah, now it just Thanks, looks bro. really bad. <laughs> just so everybody knows, I left that review way before I was on the podcast. It doesn't date it, so it's. <laughs> oh yeah, so now it just looks like we're reviewing our own podcast. That's fine though. That's I should do that. I'll go over all of them and be like, Brett is amazing. <laughs> Five stars. Have don't even him. don't even make just totally candid and your name's Brett Meeser, not even an <laughs> alias or anything. Yep. Well he wouldn't put the Meeser part anyways. Oh yeah, that's right. Just to throw everybody off, because then they'd be like, Who's that Brett? <laughs> Thought his last name was the one and only. That's right. <laughs> all day. <laughs> All right, enough kidding around. Let's go with hype time. Hype. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I need. To, we need to do our intro. Well, it's your job. Aren't you the intro guy? It's your job. Yeah, you're the intro guy, man. I'm the outro music guy. You got to come up with the intros. I was just following you. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. You wrote it. You wrote it last time. All right. Okay, so let's that, see. So what episode twenty-five. Right? Episode twenty-five. Brett will have a new uh, hype intro for us. We'll see. <laughs> why you don't have anything you don't have anything Dude, big coming up do you it's yeah. just gonna right? be dead air it's just gonna be dead air nothing that's what's gonna happen it's probably gonna be some <laughs> quote from an ancestor or something yes uh it's uh, got a lot of hype yes it's full of hype well it's, yeah it's uh, so next this week next week yeah the next week is uh the great ham jam uh fr- february 12th to the 14th um it's at the mip we have a lot of sponsors uh, and steve you became a sponsor <laughs> trying to sponsor by trying com. yep uh hamilton ekdev uh who else is there the innovation factory the mip building which is mcmaster innovation park uh hard circle i think I, that's all of them yeah that sounds about right two three four so you yeah. got enough to grab some pizzas for everybody 
Yeah, we'll definitely have a, a there will be a pizza party for sure on oh, the Saturday. Nice. Nice. Um we'll see what else we can get out of that. Uh yeah, it'll be it's so far I think it's almost sold out. Like I, last I checked was yesterday and we were at like 111 people signed up. Whoa. So Holy it's, shit, really? Yeah, it's it's uh it's going to be interesting to uh try and run as a one man show. But I have a couple volunteers who uh came in and were like, "Yeah, we'll help and and at the same time." So that'll be great. Right now the general admission there's seven tickets remaining. Yep. Oh, I see. Okay. And volunteer. Yep. Well, I'll, I'll, I won't volunteer for the whole weekend, but when I come, I'll, I'll help out. I won't just like eat the pizza that I'm paying for and then just bounce. You probably won't <laughs> even be there for pizza time. Why? When's pizza time? I'm not going to tell you, so you don't eat the pizza. <laughs> it's bullshit. I'm an, I'm an official sponsor. <laughs> Are you back on you cheese gonna... now? Is that uh, pizza oh, yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah. Now? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm back on. I'm back on. Um, back on the cheese. Yeah, that was a rough two weeks, but I'm back. Uh, so other than that, uh, February 17th is Game Dev Drinks. Um, we're having Tyler Budd come down to talk about Blossom Tales. Oh, it's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. excited to see what he has to say. I haven't really, like, I mean, he, he doesn't post a lot about it on Twitter or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, oh, actually, maybe I shouldn't say what I know. So I'll <laughs> just wait. <laughs> Don't and say see. what you wait. know. <laughs> I know things. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait and see what uh, what he has to say on uh, on Wednesday because it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's just it's that game's just got so much style. I'm really interested to see uh, what happens with it. Yeah, you can. I haven't written about it on the site yet. I don't think, anyways. Um, but you can search if you just like Google Blossom Tales. The first thing is the Steam page, and uh, you can check out the trailer and screenshots. It looks awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to learn more about it too. Yeah. So if you haven't got a ticket yet, there's still a whole bunch. Just grab one. They're really not important, so just show up. <laughs> the tickets aren't important. It's just a metric for me to make sure that you know I'm getting twenty or thirty people showing up. It helps. Um, but yeah, other than that, show up. We'll be doing it. It'll be fun. And I think that's all I'm doing for February. And I can't wait till everything's done. <laughs> nice. I uh... yeah, putting the game jam on has been like three months of just work. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, but now now you've year. got sort of a template in place, right? So it won't take you as long next time, right? Yeah, and like I'll, I'll be honest, like I looked at a lot of what ToeJam did and put out in like material because they've been doing it for like ten years now, right? Yeah, ToeJam's a is like isn't ToeJam one of the first ones? Yeah, so they're like they set the bar pretty high, and I I look at them as inspiration too, as like all right what are they doing and what what should Hamil- my jam in Hamilton should be doing? Mm-hmm. So I looked at a lot of like what inf- information they put out and materials and stuff like that. So they were, it was helpful to see it and go, okay, I need all this stuff too, right? So I, uh, Toronto Game Jam, uh, Toe Jam, we're not affiliated together, but yes, I was looking at your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, Inspiration, yeah. it, it, inspiration's all right, man. Yeah, thanks That's for the inspiration, good. guys. Well, I mean, and you're starting out with like 110, 100 and whatever many yeah. people show up, right? I mean, yeah. who, who knows how big ToeJam started in, in its first couple of years. Maybe they had a chance to kind of build it build it small when game jams weren't necessarily as popular mm-hmm. or as, as well known. Um, they had like, uh, I think, 200 people last at the last jam. Yeah, right? That's that's Which a lot ridiculous. of work. So, Is there is there a space 
at the building that we're going to be at that uh, will allow you to just kind of address everybody? Uh, yeah. So there's like an auditorium area. Okay. So like everyone could be in the atrium, they call it, and we could all hang out there for a bit and just be like, this is how we address everyone and then go into each area. So there's lots of space. Like the, the space is awesome. Um, that's why I chose it. There's just lots of space. So nice. Yep. Uh, something actually, someone just actually messaged me on Twitter. So I, uh, I, there will be an upcoming interview coming up with a developer in the next week or so. He promised me that it's, come, it's uh, a priority for him this weekend. So sweet. By the time actually you listen to this podcast, cause most people listen on like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, the interview might be up for patrons already and it might be up on the site. So I'll just cool. hype that up. Uh, other than that, I'm 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 good. I mean, that meetup.com website is pretty awesome. I would recommend checking that out because there's a VR one that meets a lot. Uh, there is a Java developers that meets a lot. There's a Unity developers um, meetup. So I'm going to try to like I, I joined all those groups and basically just going to like take those meetups and and put them on the site um, mm-hmm. as another avenue for people to find them. I think there's a, a VR event coming up in Toronto uh, with the Interactive Ontario. Um, geez, I think that's February 23rd. I got an email for it. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's 15 bucks if you're not a member. Um, and if you are a member, it's free. So I don't know. I was, I might, I might be heading to Toronto to check it out. Maybe they can change my view on VR. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, I'll actually take a look at that myself. Um, all right. Dan, do you got anything or are you still, uh, you're hyping up Brett stuff? Oh, I am in a lockdown mode right now. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely in lockdown mode. I was up till two just – I'm, I'm in the middle of a sort of disaster, trying to mitigate a disaster right now with, uh, with, with the gig that I'm on. So it's uh, a little bit crazy, but I am hyping up the fact that I will be at Brett's Game Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there. I will be there as an audio floater, and if anybody needs any audio help – uh, you know, mm. tracks, sound effects, whatever. I'll be created from scratch in a corner somewhere. Mm. Nice. Which will be fun. I just did a quick search on Interactive Ontario. The It looks like there's a virtual reality networking yep. mixer uh, on February 10th. Yep. I just looked at my email too. Yeah. 6 to 8 p.m. Bam. Cool. With, uh, with all that being said then, let's move right on to news time. News, 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 news. Oh, you guys are like a half a second off. All right, let's do it again. <laughs> One, two, three. News, 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 news. <laughs> no, that was that was way that worse. Was horrible. That was horrible. I should just copy. I, even... I should copy the one from the, a few podcasts ago and just yeah, just get, like just cut it yeah, in. That make, way we don't have to... <laughs> <laughs> make some proper audio for it, Dad. We'll just use our voices. You know what's and funny? Like, I totally have like a whole bunch of like news sort of ticker tape little bumpers and stingers on my computer too that I wrote for a gig that never landed. Mm-hmm. So news. I could totally I could totally give you one, but I think uh, I you, yeah, I think when I was over there you're you're saying that there's a bunch of I don't I have a bunch in GarageBand as well? You showed me that Oh yeah, you got a bunch of stuff in GarageBand too that that's all royalty free that you could use. But if you wanted a custom one, I actually can give you some I just thought news 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 was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like the news 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 as well. <laughs> Me too. But, but we could combine both worlds. <laughs> well, we have the shutdown news time as well. So, yep. I don't oh know. yes, that's true. That's true. All right, cool. News 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 stays. 
<laughs> just just cut it from just cut the good one from like a few episodes ago, and then you can use it every time. Yep. We don't have to. We don't have to do another take. Yeah, I think that was last week actually. But yeah, I'll I'll, yeah, uh, I'll go back. I save all the GarageBand files, so I can always just like pick them apart. Um, oh. cool. Number one, XMG working on something for Apple TV. Uh, there wasn't. There isn't really any much information other than this. I, I'm assuming it's fish related because they've done similar tweets like this, uh, where it's all just like mm. fish stuff. So I'm assuming it's just something fish related. No cool. idea. This is a perfect example of like what you need to do to get featured on TorontoGameDose.com. Uh, just like announce anything, and I will put it up there. So they're Post working. A picture of a fish on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Say you're working yeah. on an Apple TV game, and uh, <laughs> and I'll throw you on there. Nice. They're working on Project Giants right now. They just came out with GastroBots late last year. Um, so I guess this is a new new project for them. I'm assuming it's mobile. Well, Apple TV, but I'm assuming if it's like, are there things on Apple TV that you can only play on Apple TV? Or I'm not sure because I'm not an Apple guy. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I yeah, I don't know much about the Apple TV. I'm assuming yes because the resolution is huge. So right, I'm well, sure you're. Think- I think they would do what you could do on an iPad, right? Like on iPad, you can, I mean, you can't play i uh, iPhone, mm-hmm. iPad games on the iPhone that are specifically for iPad, but mm-hmm. it will stretch the resolution for iPhone to iPad, right? Right. And, and right. then I, I would think they make, might give you like just sort of a vertical slice if you wanted to play an iPhone game on, on the TV or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, for Apple TV, though, they really curate what they're uh, putting out there. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think it's just any any app. I think they're actually like, no, you make this for the Apple TV, and it's an Apple TV game. True. Yeah, that that makes sense because there's way too much garbage on the on the store on the web shop to. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, yep. we'll have more on that game as as uh, you know as XMG shares it. So. For now, uh, you know, if you're an Apple TV user, then you got more stuff. I don't know anyone who actually owns the Apple TV uh, version that has like games and stuff on it. So it's a virtual fish tank. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, you know, there was a there was this fish game that I played a long time ago. I forget what I forget what it was called, but basically you mm-hmm. had to like it was like kind of a you just clicked to like feed fishes, mm-hmm. and um, and like the fish would get full and, and you wouldn't like it would cost money to like feed them and but then the fish would like poop out gold and stuff so you couldn't like just spam it because then the the food would just go to waste um mm-hmm. and then you're like you get different kinds of fish and you get little power-ups and stuff like that it was cool right i forget everything about i forget the name of it but it was back it was like a browser game back when browser games were like a thing huh never played that one maybe it's that i don't know uh <laughs> number two Illumination Games releases Ace Academy Black Flight. Uh, I mentioned this on the podcast last week uh, that I <coughs> got to see these guys at uh, they. There was a UK Games hosted like a Unity developers meetup uh, a few weeks ago or last week, um, mm-hmm. and so they were at the event showing off their game. Kind of a cool and Brett's on Android before you say anything. Uh, kind of a cool uh, like World War One fighter. Um, like airplane fighter, dog mm-hmm. fighter, or whatever. Um, and they part—they actually partnered up with the Canadian Avi- Aviation and Space Museum, so they actually have like real, like like pictures of real soldiers and real stories and stuff like That's that cool. in the game. So. It looks really authentic. Yeah, and I think that was their like what they were kind of going for, especially if you team up with the Canadian Aviation like mm-hmm. Museum, right? Uh, yeah. They probably want like. 
it's it's like educating inside a game without totally. energy being educated. It really seems like uh, a cool educational game. Like they've obviously done their research because everything seems so authentic, and you know it also looks fun. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Does it look like a game that's sort of a sacrifice by by being? like too much on the educational side and not necessarily focus on the gameplay side. It looks like you'd have a lot of fun playing this. Yeah. So uh, Ace <laughs> Academy Blackflight will pin you to the sea as you experience First World War dogfighting like never before. You will fly with real squadrons over actual historical locations as you ascend the ranks to become World War One Ace. Test your abilities as you head to the go head-to-head with the top German... Justice and Fokker and Albatross fighters. Didn't know those ones. Discover the major battles and th- uh, theaters and that made First World War One one of the most grueling wars ever fought. Join the ranks of Black Flight. Explore the world of 100 years ago and earn your place in history. Yeah, that's the thing that I like. They mentioned that I totally just kind of forgot. We're like in the 100 year anniversary of World War One right now. So yeah. Hmm. Uh, so they're kind of going um, hard on on this one. It's a free download, so I include the links for the iOS and Android versions. Uh, I've been playing it throughout the week, and I'm, and I like it. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I'm playing this tonight for sure. Yeah. I didn't know it's already out. Nice. Yeah, there's a trailer on the website and everything, and so, um, yeah, check that. I met them at the at the thing too. They're cool guys, and and they got more kind of uh, similar ideas in mind for you know who they're partnering up with and stuff like that. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Brett, are you downloading right now? I know you. I know you will. Yeah, I'm. I am actually. I was just uh, putting them on my Twitter, and I'm on the Droid page right now. It's happening. Nice. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, I noticed the tweets came coming in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> cool. Uh, oh man, I'm blanking. I thought there was something else I wanted to mention, but I don't remember. So we'll just move right on. Number three. Number three. Uh, screenshots for Future Grind. And actually, the developer I just saw, Brett, you actually just retweeted this today. Yep. Um, but they, uh, Owen, um, that's his name, right? Owen? Yep. Yeah, Owen uh, also tweeted like a YouTube video of him kind of developing some of the levels. But Future Grind is a, is a Hamilton joint. It's Hamilton and Guelph, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think Owen is Guelph and the other and guys. Matt, Matt's in Hamilton and Owen's in Guelph, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I think they're like a Guelph studio, though they're not really a Hamilton studio. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yet. Future Grind was a um, a game. So, in De- so to quote to him, uh, in December we took Future Grind to PlayStation Experience in San Francisco. We showed off a whole new environment of the game in our demo, and we spent a lot of time polishing the visuals of the game. Uh, these are some of the screenshots I took with that build of the game showing its latest. So, just a couple of screenshots, really colorful, really like bright and vibrant. Um, mm-hmm. Looks awesome. Totally looks awesome. Milkbag Games, check them out. I've played it. It's a good game. It, it was quite fun when I played it. Where did you play it? Oh, I played it at a secret Hamilton event. Oh. oh. No, well, I put together an event like uh, back in, geez, the summertime for uh, McMaster summer, summer, uh, University. So it was the Max GDA guys. So we just got a whole bunch of Hamilton developers into like one room and just jammed out really showing off our stuff nice and uh i got matt to come out with uh future grind and uh yeah i think owen was there too that's when i first met owen actually um so they came out and it was a very early uh er- version of future grind mm-hmm. and i uh, got to play it for a good solid like 30 minutes to an hour if i wanted nice so is it, it is it like Uniracers on snes yeah it is 
it, it is and it isn't, right? Because uh, like my memory of Uniracers is a little foggy, but I know you could do tons of tricks in Uniracers. And this one, there's not tons of tricks. At the time I played it, not tons of tricks yet. But uh, you could do some really crazy stuff in this game, which was really fun. And it controlled really good. Like It, it, it was playing great. Like Nice. And the new visuals and stuff that they just added were... I was like, yeah, this looks really cool. Like they definitely have upped it since uh last I've actually seen it. So Yeah, because I was looking at uh at the trailer just now, like the old trailer, and in the screenshots, and it looks like it's it's become more sort of um atmospheric in a way. Like there's yeah. sort of more edgy and more sort of character in the in the lighting and whatnot. Oh yeah. I'm just noticing that myself too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just kind of seems a little bit more polished in that in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know when they're going to release it, but it's still a ways away. They say. Oh really? Yeah, because they're well, they're at the PlayStation Experience, so yeah. I thought um, I figured it would be a little bit um, sooner, I guess, but I don't know. No idea. Um, coming to PS4, PC, I think, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, PC. I can't remember if it's PC. Uh, I know it's the Xbox too, if I recall. True. So, so check them out. It's on Twitter. I include the Twitter and Tumblr uh, pages there. There's a lot of actually. There's a lot of stuff on the Tumblr, uh, kind of dev docs and stuff like that. So, yeah. and um, if you want to talk to them, they come to game dev drinks. They so do. You can always hang out and talk with them. Yeah, they had this uh, the the zoo. There was like a zoo game, isn't there? That we were like, oh playing. yeah, disco zoo. Yeah, so we were, we were playing <laughs> yeah. that one time. <laughs> yeah, I, I have it on my phone still. So nice, cool. Number uh, four. Yep. yep. Yeah. Also, this is good news for Brett. Alto's Adventure releasing for Android uh, on February 11th. Um, so this is the uh, Infinite Racer. Like I'm excited. Infinite Skier, I guess. On uh, that was, is currently on iOS on iPad and and, I, and mm. iPhone. I played a lot of like there was a solid like two weeks where I was addicted to this game. It was it's a really really fun game. Very like um, awesome art style and stuff too. So. Mm-hmm. The the most interesting thing about the Android version, though, is that it's actually going to be released for free. So, uh, quote, after playing games like Crossy, such as Crossy Roads and 3's free, we began to understand that free-to-play can be done in a very tasteful and respectful manner. We also heard about the crazy levels of piracy on Android, thanks in part to us two games' incredible, insightful, monument value infographic, and wanted to ensure that Alto's adventure could be as accessible as possible for everyone while still being good for business. So after careful consideration, we decided to take the plunge and launch Alto's Adventure for free, adding a variety of opt-in bonuses for players who might need a little extra help or others want to show their support. The most important thing to say is that we've kept the core gameplay intact. It can be enjoyed start to finish exactly as it can be on iOS. So it'd be interesting to like compare the like the same game on like two different platforms, where one is like I think the game goes for like two ninety nine is on sale every now and then, and then an Android version that's completely free. So. Um, I would, I, I, I'm wondering how this will turn out. Like six after six months, you know, like what? Sh- it's an interesting plan to yeah. release it for free on a, on a competitive platform. Well, yeah, I'm excited. never heard of that. I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar about the piracy on, on Android and the Monument Valley infographic. I meant to like look that up, but uh, do you guys know what that's kind of referring to? Or, um, uh, in terms of the Monument Valley infographic, I don't think I've seen that one. I've seen other infographics that are kind of uh, similar um, in terms mm. of they're showing sort of the piracy ratings and you know that uh, that can happen on Android. And I guess you know it's like unlocking an iPhone or something like that. You can just get 
you know, everything for free and start playing ROMs and all of this other kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, I, I guess with Android, it's it's more sort of uh, commonplace. It's not not everybody unlocks their iPhone, right? Most people just buy one and just use it and pay for the stuff on the on the iOS store. But uh, with Android, it's kind of like, you know, you kind of have free reign to do that kind of stuff. I think, okay. right? Yep. Brett knows better than me. Yeah. Brett, do you know anything? Like, you, you work with in mobile games. Like, do you know anything about kind of piracy on Android or? Uh, I haven't. Personally, I have not looked into piracy because uh, I just, I personally don't care about piracy. I'm just like, if you steal it, go ahead. <laughs> you want the game that bad, that's fine. I'm actually like pro, pro pirate. <laughs> You're a pro pirate? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I kind of am because I'm like, if they want it that bad, that's a good thing. Um, you can't stop it, so it's kind of like just embrace it. It's going to happen. It is a little futile, right? It's totally futile. Like what? You know what are you going to do? I mean, even when I was done the the score for Runbo, I think a week later somebody had ripped it off the Bandcamp without paying for it and just posted it on YouTube for free, right? Right. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> Shit, it's just, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like okay, well, <laughs> what are you going to do, right? I always just like if they want it that bad, then it's like okay, I did something good. You're welcome. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, I wish you paid for it. Like, but then again, you're also maybe kind of creating a fan who like does like your stuff but can't afford your stuff right now. So maybe um, if you're still in the game a year later, he might be like, oh, I'm going to buy that this game now. Like, there is like a good and bad to it. Like, I, I, I don't know. That's just how I, I justify I think, it. I think like, there's more bad. I mean, I think I bet you know if they're a fan of your games, they'll probably just steal all the rest of them too. You know what I mean? True. Like I used to pirate like way back in the day, Mm -hmm. just because I couldn't afford anything. And I took I look at it as the ghetto kid that I was, right? Like I couldn't afford things, so I pirated all the PS One stuff I could, Mm -hmm. and it was just that was life at the time. And like nowadays, I'm an adult. I make money. I buy things. I don't. I actually rarely pirate anything. Actually, I don't even pirate games anymore, which is kind of cool. But like you have that natural progression. I think that. You will pirate as a child, and then eventually, once you become an adult, you will pirate pretty much like one percent of the time. Like I pirate no games, which is ridiculous, and movies too. Like I don't even do that anymore because you have all these stream. Like you can get anything you want nowadays, right? For a little bit of money, so it's not that bad. Yeah. So I I always look at it as the ghetto kid who will eventually become a proper adult and will buy your stuff eventually. Runbo soundtrack OST twelve gotta lock it down has five thousand five hundred views. It links to the Bandcamp actually has seventy yeah. has seventy four thumbs up and uh, two comments that say love the music. Cool. It's funny <laughs> because I um I had to I had to well that was the one thing I had to do I had to get on the kids case for uh, for posting it without linking to the Bandcamp because I was like listen if you're gonna post it at least just link to the Bandcamp. And I talked to Dave at 13 a.m. about it, and he, uh, he, I think if you go to like uh, the main theme, like "Scroll in the Park" or something like that, or the first track, um, or no, what was it? Uh, Two feet in a heartbeat. It was called. Uh, Dave, I think Dave has like the top comment, and it's like, hey, if you're gonna post it, you know, that's all good, but at least link to the Bandcamp kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there were some positive comments about, uh, about you know, uh, somebody left a positive comment about, oh, it's great to see that developers are, you know, aren't just like going on lockdown and just pulling everything off YouTube. That's, that's 
and that's that's part of the balance, right? Like, right. you could be that developer that's just a dick and be like, mm-hmm. pull it down, uh, flag it. Like YouTube, you can do the whole like banning of whatever it is. I can't remember how they do it, <laughs> but you could shut it down if you wanted to, or you just embrace it. And in the end, I actually do believe that if you just embrace it and go with the flow, so to speak, and be like, yep, cool. Do what you have to do, ghetto kid. That's fine. Because the rest of the world that's watching you do this will be like, hey, Dan Rodriguez is he's a cool dude. I will support him eventually. Or like you you your rep goes up a little bit, right? So oh, yeah, I think you're kind of you're kind of in a way <clears throat> you know, you're kind of in a way forced to, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't you can't take it down because that's Especially it's, it's in just, this day and age, right? Yeah, it's a that's a really you bad PR thing, move. You're, you're on fire on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Like you're dead. Career exactly. over. <laughs> but but it is it is a sad state of affairs that it's come to a you know a bad PR move is mm-hmm. is saying don't steal from us. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of a sad state of affairs when a bad PR move. Well, is that is true, but that is the culture that we created. Yes. Right. It's a product of our own creation, and we can't, we cannot undo it now, <coughs> which is the sad thing. That's like the same thing of Steam all of a sudden saying, We're not doing sales anymore, guys. You know, the internet will die. Like, it would just be like, What? This is a product of our own creation. Well, how dare you take this from us? So it's like, we just got to go with the flow now. It's just it pretty much that's the yeah. only way you can like live. Unless yeah. you're like Ubisoft or Nintendo or something, and they just march to their own drum and be like, yeah, who cares? We're still making Millie, you know? And yeah, nobody's that powerful though. Except Nintendo is. Nintendo don't care about anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like they're like the only ones. <laughs> Nintendo right? doesn't care. So, so when it comes right down to it, you know, it, it, it's, it's a double edged sword and, and mm-hmm. it's a, it's a balancing act. But one thing you definitely can't do is start, is start ripping things down and, and, you know, it, sort of demanding that people pay for stuff i mean look what happened to the fine bros like for the last week and a half right it was just a disaster zone for them and and that's just i I don't know if they had good intentions or not but but regardless the the main thing is you know it it, it, on the surface it looked like a pretty greedy move Mm -hmm. so this this goes all the way back to napster and metallica yeah exactly true this this goes back like 15 20 years now right like, that's a pr nightmare for metallica just yeah a nightmare. so there's always i love that uh there's that one i forget what award show it was mtv whatever mm-hmm. and the guy at napster went on stage with the in a metallica shirt and he was just like oh do you like my shirt i borrowed it from a friend oh. <laughs> and then it showed metallica and they're like so pissed oh God. Deep cuts. Oh man, Napster. Napster brings me back. Limp Biscuit was like the first songs that I downloaded on Napster. <laughs> <laughs> I was, what? I was in grade seven, and it was like the first time. It's just one of those days. It was just one of those, or break shit, break shit, or whatever that song was. Oh my god! Give it all for the nookie. Um, I could talk about what I downloaded on Napster. Actually, Napster was okay. If we're going there, Napster was actually really cool because it opened me up to a lot of new music. Like, I didn't download it. I didn't download like Metallica. I didn't do that. I downloaded like all these weird like because people were creating. Like that was the era of like we started creating mashups and more remixes. Yeah, exactly. So I was really into on Napster was like downloading all these new and unique uh, 
just ideas of music, right? Yeah. And it opened me up to a lot of like Euro dance and all these other avenues of music that we never even heard in Canada yet. That was like another big thing for me, at least. And it's like it was really important as uh, someone who likes music to me. I, I couldn't get my hands on a lot of this stuff. And there was even prints of things that like only in America ever got. Right. So it was actually really cool in that sense that it opened up music diversity, so to speak. Um, because as a oh, Canadian, we only had Canadian stuff and some some trickle in things from America, right? Like, mm. Yeah, that's that's true. Actually, when you think about it, like uh, it's funny because I had on the show that I'm working on now, um, part of it or some of the cast is like shooting in London, right? And we yeah. had uh, a request from the editors saying, "Oh, can we have bumpers that that sound like you know, like London? That sound like the UK or whatever." And it's kind of like it's a modern show. It's meant for kids, and it's and it's a, a dance show, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have like you know Hard Day's Night or something like that, like a Beatles song. You know, like what instantly reads London or the UK now? Right, Roxenberry. Well, Hideaway. London London. Oh, I'm going with Euro track. <laughs> that that's the thing, right? It's like you gotta like especially nowadays and with stuff like Napster and the proliferation sort of globalization of music in general, it's kinda like, well, everything sounds like it could be from anywhere now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh it's it's so homogenous now. It's, there's not there's not a lot of sort of individuality except when you're talking about folk music. But when you're talking about modern music, there's not a whole lot of individuality now. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna put a hard stop on yeah. <laughs> off topicness. But anyways, Altos Adventure, Android, February eleventh. So <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> no, it was a good tangent though. It was good. It was yeah. uh it was it's something that's like present in like every developer has to uh deal with it like when i um uh, spoilers we're going to talk about fortify next actually because fortify came out on xbox one and steam and uh i asked the developers if i could have some codes for patreons mm-hmm. and uh they're like sure but please only give them to like you know trusted readers because a the game just came out and b uh you know we don't want it showing up on some sort of torrent site or something like that and i was like yeah of course mm, that's a good point. so I, I didn't know that you could use the those as much as you want those codes i thought they were like a one-time redeem sort of thing they're a one-time thing but i think the idea is that i like i gave it to someone who has no who doesn't even care uh and then they just kind of like get the game from it somehow i have no idea they also like i think there's a site it's like g2 i don't actually i don't want to like promote it but some website where you can like put up uh like it's a marketplace and uh you can put up like so if you have codes you can basically sell these codes um And so I think that was like the bigger concern. The right. seedy underbelly of the black market video game. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a digital distribution of of, of of like used digital distribution or something. Like you, right. like I get a code for a game and then I I throw it up on the site for five bucks and I and I pocket the five dollars. But that's not what I'm doing. Um, no, not at all. But I think that was their concern. So I mean, it's it's yeah. it's. Everyone's now, concerned about it. I always love the. I, I said I would take us off topic and or get us back on track, but I didn't. But there is a. I always love the developers who always throw stuff in to the pirated version, like the the versions that are online. Like the there was a, yeah. a a game called like Game Dev uh, Tycoon or Game Dev Developers or yeah. something like that. And the free version, the the version that they like cracked uh, that that that's out there that's cracked or whatever. Uh, 
like the whole game is you developing a game like your game studio and eventually your studio has to like close down and everyone gets fired because like piracy is like a real thing so if you like pirate the game like there's a chance you'll get that copy of the game which you'll just lose (laughs) just i have a legit copy i downloaded the i forget what's the is it what's the name of the game is it game dev tycoon or uh game dev story i think oh that's it yeah i have it on my phone on um, the phone? I didn't even know that. There's a very there's a similar game on the phone. I don't mm. know if it's the exact one, but sorry. Now uh, now hard stop. Let's go on. Number <laughs> All right, <five>. moving <laughs> forward. Number five. Uh, I already mentioned this, but Fortified's out now on Xbox One and Steam. Mm-hmm. We've been. Uh, I think this this game has kind of come up a couple times now in the last month or so, just randomly. But um, yeah, it's out now. There's a trailer on the site. Uh, I think there, there at the time. Um, there was a steam, there was a 20% sale. It looks like that sale is still going on, but by the time you listen to, oh, it ends February 12th. So, uh, you have until February 12th to download to save 20% on steam. It's on Xbox nice. one as well. This is the 1950s, uh, tower defense alien invasion game. Mm-hmm. I got to play it last year. A lot of fun. Uh, spoilers, uh, some patrons are going to be getting codes for it as well. Sweet. I can't wait for one. It's sweet. You're not a patron. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Bro, not, not a Patreon, bro. No, you're not I thought a, we were doing reviews. That's sponsored. <laughs> oh, that's Jerry. Spoil the topic. There's a topic of this. Well, the topic was the reviews. I was going to bring up. Oh man, you got to give me some liner notes or something. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> it's right. I, Don't mention this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I think personally, uh, I've thought about the podcast a lot. I think what makes the podcast really great is that we just go in and. I'm the most prepared person and I'm not even that prepared. And we just kind of oh, yeah. talk. And, I think uh, everyone should know that this is like a hundred percent raw. It's not scripted. <laughs> yeah. Like we are not doing any research. I'm pretty sure they know that <laughs> just Maybe by listening. Steve's doing research, but I, I tell you, I just wake up and Steve's like, we're podcasting. And that's it. I posted. I, so we do this on, here's a little insight. I post, we, we do this on Skype. We have a Skype group or whatever. I post the stories that we want to talk about in the Skype group, uh, and we just go through them. Um, and the hype time is totally like whatever people have to bring up, they get brought up. Um, the news, I'm pretty sure both of you just like read, like read it as we're I'm about to discuss. <laughs> like when I do my little like 30 second, this is what the game is about. That's when you guys are reading about the game or looking at the trailers or whatever. I'm pretty well in in tune with what's going on, so yeah, I know but, what you're talking about. Brett, Brett knows what's up. That's yeah, what I know I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Dad, it goes silent on Dad's end. It's, oh, this this isn't I'm a TV a show video now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's kind of like how it works. So we'll talk about reviews in a second. So I don't like, I never really say, I think there's been a few times where I'm just like, Oh, I want to talk about this today. Like when, when we had the, when we talked about the odd bird studios guy, arrowheads, that was obviously something that we planned beforehand, but yeah, that I was th- like our th- first planned thing, I think. But even was- like what we were going to say, I, I don't think we really said much. I think we just kind of briefly talked about like how it worked and, and what we would discuss, but yeah, everything that I said was, really off the top of my head from playing it but we actually did plan to play that game to talk about it so that's true that's that's where we're like the first thing we actually planned to do something which was interesting and it worked yeah it was good that game was fun too arrowheads oddbird studio check them out um so and and also check out fortified so download that i'm gonna i'm gonna get it on uh, steam i don't think there's a mac version just yet they're working on it sorry dan um, yeah, I definitely want a Mac version of that game because that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's cool. 
And uh, when I, like my girlfriend and I play tested last year and, and they gave us some codes for it. So we're going to sometime this weekend or, or in the next week or Can so. Can I take gonna... Dan's Patreon key then? Dan, you're getting one, right? Because you're a Patreon. So hook me up. If if there's no other page, if there's enough for an extra one, then yes, you can have it. But I don't think there will be. <laughs> Depend on how many Hold Steve up. got. All I right, will. but if there if you do get one, I'll take it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> if you do get one, it's mine. Send it to me. Send it my way, please. I've been trying to. I've actually been like trying to reach out to the Clapfoot guys to come out to do game dev drinks. So oh, that'd be a good when, one. It would be. A I'm good trying. One. We'll see. We'll see what we can get done. Come on, Clapfoot. Let's do this. want to see you out there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving right along. This is the last one. Number, uh, what is it, six? I've lost track. Six. Yeah, I think it's, it feels like six. Finish line games is bringing cell damage uh, home to uh, – cell damage HD, sorry, to Xbox One. Um, I, I didn't play the original, but this was like a launch game on Xbox and GameCube, mm. I think. I don't – I didn't know there was a game that only released on the GameCube and Xbox, but right. Cell Damage did. It was ported to PS2 later, but um, it's like a kind of a twisted metal meets like the the style of Mario Kart. Like it's it's cell shaded and goofy, mm-hmm. um, but it's like vehicle car combat. So Cell Damage HD came out for PS4, Vita, and PS3 uh, a few like about a half a year ago or so. Right. Uh, it's cross by. It's on sale a lot, and uh, now they're bringing. It's official. They're bringing it to like Xbox One. So, no mm. release date yet. Um, but they, uh, you know, it, it, it's coming. Cool. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to play this, and I haven't played the HD version yet. So I don't know too much about it, unfortunately. But uh, I'll probably pick it up um, soon. Um, this is actually this. This so this story officially goes down as like the most visited page ever. Because uh, I posted on the Xbox One Reddit and it blew up um, nice. there. So it and on N4G and a couple other sites too. So this is like officially this page is like the most visited page in TorontoGameDose.com history. So nice. Thanks, Finish Line Games. <laughs> um, I honestly have never even heard of this studio before. They they're they're new. Like Finish Line or sorry, Cell Damage HD was their first project. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. and like. They didn't make like that wasn't the studio that made the first one, but I'm assuming they got the rights or or maybe some people um, uh, were on that original team or now on the rights to it or somehow something like that. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're a new studio, so like that was their first game, and now they're porting it to Xbox One. And I'm sure they're working on. I'm assuming they're working on something else, but we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I like the little gift they made too. Yeah, but. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's it for the news. News. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yeah, that's that's that that was crap. Yeah, that was horrible. We need to actually. We were just talking oh, about how we never plan anything. We should maybe plan. <laughs> you know, you guys ever watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh yeah, yes. You know how at the end they have like at, at every, every every season they have it uh, some like sentence that they play backwards. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah. You know how they, you know how they have like the the bad robot card or whatever on JJ yeah. Abrams stuff and all that. Well, yeah. They have like a always sunny in Philadelphia one where they play a sentence backwards. We should just like play stuff backwards and then have people have to reverse it to see what we're saying. Just play news, news, news backwards. That's a good. Be like was I can't even say that word backwards. 
So we had already talked about a little bit about piracy. You talked a little bit about uh, some other some of the games, all that stuff. The what I wanted to the discussion, and again, didn't tell Dan or Brett, but Brett already spoiled it. Uh, is reviews. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, or or what have you, or just know me, like I've been kind of hesitant or reluctant to do reviews. Mm-hmm. I've bounced back around the idea of doing like opinion pieces, but what do I do when there's a game that just like is complete shit? Like, like I keep coming around to what's the idea behind the site. And to me, the idea is not is you know, not really to like give the news on Toronto developed games. Cause people in Vancouver, like, if you're just like a gamer in Vancouver, frankly, you don't care that like Rumbo is created in Toronto. You just want to play Rumbo. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to prom- just prom- kind of internally promote the games in Toronto uh, and build like a sense, like a community around here. That's why the studios page is there. So you can like other people who are interested in knowing where, what studios are in Toronto can look, or that's why the, uh, the freelancers page is there. So you could see like, you know, like-minded people, um, that's why I'm working on the Toronto game database for similar stuff. And so reviews never really made much sense to throw in there. Um, because in terms of building a community, uh, it doesn't matter that I, I would give Runbo an eight out of 10 or something to someone who just wants to know that Runbo is great in Toronto, but to someone in Vancouver who really doesn't care where, what city it was developed in, uh, me giving a Runbo eight out of 10 is, you know, valuable information to them perhaps Mm. because they're thinking of buying it and so it kind of works both ways so i've been using the twitter polls uh by the way brett the the swearing that you did last week uh one person only one person voted but they said that you did swear last week uh that's that's bull that's probably you you made like some secret account i didn't do it well i have my own like Stephen l praying account but i didn't was it you dan Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Conspiracy. Was it actually you, Dan? <laughs> yeah, it totally was me. I was hoping other people would vote. Come on, uh, people, get off your butts and vote. You were the only one that was quite vocal of trying to get me <laughs> calling well, me I out guess, on the swear word. Well, I guess I, I got gotcha. you. I, I watched the Twitter. I watched the Twitter, man. Yeah, I got you, bud. I so, saw it. Like, the, the, the yeah, votes, I think the votes did spoke. swear. Everybody. It was democratic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was a democratic process. It doesn't matter that I was the only person who voted, the all right? Pe- the people have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> the people, the Dan has spoken. <laughs> uh, so I ran two kind of um, posts or tweets last week. Uh, one was, what's the new thing that you want to see on com? So I did Let's Play, Reviews, Guest Bloggers, and More Interviews. More interviews is easy. That's just me kind of getting off my ass and doing them. And like I said, there's going to be one this week, hopefully. Uh, reviews was the next one. And so then that being said, and 25 people voted on that one. That being said, uh, I did, okay, so how should I do reviews? Uh, score out of 100, out of 10, out of 5, and no score, just opinions. Uh, and overwhelmingly, 58 people voted, 65% said no score. Um, just So just the opinions. So... I'm opening up the floor to you guys. Um, a, do you pay attention to reviews? And B, do you care what the score is? Um, Brett, you're in the industry, so let's let's go with Dan first. Dan, like, when you are on the fence of a game, do reviews help at all? Yes, they do. Okay. They definitely do. Um, 
I'll I'll read written reviews for sure, uh, I, I, and I am interested to see w- what the score would be. I think um, for the platform that that you sort of created here with Toronto Game Devs, like I, I, I'm inclined to agree that not having a number score is a good thing, mm-hmm. and and that focusing on on opinion is more important. Um, I'm a big fan of, of video reviews, obviously, because I'm lazy. And I just want to watch somebody play the game and, and talk and tell me why it's great um, or not or vice versa. But, yeah, man, I think I think that I agree with the results of all the polling, to be honest. That, that's the way I would lean to. Because sure. quite honestly, I was like leaning towards out of five. Like I, I kind of enjoy the score. Like I read the reviews if I'm interested. But, but there's definitely games where like I'll just look and like say Metal Gear Solid 5. I was a big Metal Gear Solid fan. I am. Uh, I knew at some point I wanted to buy the game, uh, but I was just waiting because Japan was coming up and stuff like that. And yeah. I went into the IGN review and some other reviews. I just looked at the score and I was like, okay, buying it. Because I don't want to read the review to like spoil or anything or just see why. Like I just need to know that like they think Metal Gear Solid Five is a really, really great game or it's a masterpiece or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that I do that with all the reviews because they're like <clears throat> for a game like uh, – like the Yoshi's Woolly World that came out with you, uh, I you know I'm I like platformers. I wanted a co-op game for my girlfriend and I, and so I read reviews to see like how the co-op was and and like what how easy it was and or how difficult and like how long it would take and stuff like that. So it kind yeah. of goes both ways for me. No, I see. Like when I'm looking for a review, I rarely go to the the, the big reviewers. You know, like all the ones that are listed on Metacritic and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. I mean, I'll I'll take a look. But I'd rather see the review from that guy who's maybe like just trying to get reviews out the door, just kind of trying to get into into that part of the game. And, and he's going to be – I kind of feel like maybe he'll be a little bit more honest. I, I don't really know how bought and paid for some of these people are and some of the people mm-hmm. are writing reviews because mm-hmm. I, I do know a friend of mine. He he works in the in the audio world and he has a blog that, that does a lot of um, – um, plugins for the audio world compressors and eqs and stuff like that and he's kind of under some sort of pressure to not do bad reviews you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and because he's actually sponsored by a lot of the people and a lot of the companies and there's a lot of sort of shaking of hands in the, in the back rooms and stuff like that that are kind of like well what is like what's legit and what's not here you know what i mean sometimes you'll mm-hmm. get good reviews for bad games and and vice versa and i'm it's hard to it's hard to trust a lot of that stuff. I'd like to see maybe just you know Joe Blow has a you know video blog on Twitter and just happens to play random games and review them and see what he has to say because um, yeah in, in a way I think that might be more valid you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's just my conspiracy theory side talking. <laughs> uh, uh, there's got to be some of that. I personally it's totally possible, Brett. Uh, I mean, there was that thing with Game GameStop or GameSpot a few mm. like quite a while now, actually. Um, Brett, what what are your thoughts? Uh, I I personally uh, I don't really care about the review. Um, it doesn't like uh, reflect on my buying pattern. Um, I like to read people's opinions on the game that I might be purchasing. Um, I find that more. Uh, just in tune with me personally, like I just like seeing what other people think of this product 
um, if they agree with how I view the game and vice versa. But usually a review or a score doesn't um, mean so I'm going to buy it or not. Because mm-hmm. like, Nintendo could drop anything and I'm buying it, right? Like I'm a Nintendo fanboy and that's that. But even if I'm looking at like the new Assassin's Creed, the reviews that are coming out don't really make me say yes or no, I'm going to buy it. It's, I'm like, yeah, I'm, going, I'm probably going to buy it because I like Assassin's Creed. So I like reading people's opinions on the game of like what was good, what was bad, what could be improved. Because as a game designer, I look at those things like that's I dissect the game as I'm playing it also. So I like that opinion side of things. Mm-hmm. But just throwing a score at it, I feel like is kind of just uh, lazy in a sense where it's like I have only X amount of time to play this game. I'm throwing a score at it and that's it. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of scores. Interesting. There, there is kind of a selfish part of me too, because like, and and Dan, you mentioned Metacritic. Like, adding a score can get the review on um, different websites, including Metacritic or Game Rankings mm-hmm. or whatever, and that helps with spreading the word, getting more people to the site, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was always kind of leaning towards like a five star rating, but that was like the least popular one, um, and it was like overwhelmingly like no score. And mm-hmm. I got in some discussion with some other people and like adding scores, like people will take reviews like way too seriously. Someone mentioned that they actually let me just find the the tweet. Mm-hmm. Um let me uh I had friends get death threats over scoring Mario Kart Wii U in eight. Uh mm-hmm. those types don't read the review. Which is insane, especially since Mario Kart is totally an eight. Um but like that's Wait, just, the new Mario Kart? Yeah, Mario Kart Wii U. Oh yo, that's a ten. No, come on! It's missing. Uh, it doesn't have. It has less. Like, oh yeah, wait. Sorry, no. The the co op isn't there. So yeah, that would get down to like a five. It doesn't. <laughs> damn, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Yo, that's like my favorite feature in the game. See, and that's the thing when it comes to score. That that's my favorite feature in Mario Kart is the death, like battle mode, right? And yeah. you didn't put it in there. So bam, that's half the game for me. So you're getting a five. No, that makes sense. I, they right? have the battle mode, but it's on the normal races, which is just yeah, and that's just, that's bunk. So yeah. get rid of it. That's a hard <laughs> left turn, man. Proper yeah. battle. One so, feature, fifty percent off. Oh, I, See it. Oh, I, I love Mario that's Kart. The thing about, that's the thing about reviews, though, right? It's so subjective. Like. It's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's really hard, and I could see that. I could see people giving out death threats. I mean, it's obviously the anonymous, you know, bullshit trollers on, on the internet who are doing that kind of a thing. But, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, it's 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 hard to be that sort of uh, judgmental especially about the the games that, that that we love so much from like the toronto scene and stuff like that right like we you know kind of take them for their all their greatness and their flaws and whatnot because we're proud that they came from like our our place and we like to like to boast about them in southern yeah. ontario and everybody's working on them and stuff like that so it's really a like a positive community so i, I if we did if it did end up going that route it'd be um you know you'd probably always kind of want to give them high marks anyways and then at which point what's what's the point right like right like well i know i would be writing the reviews uh when the mindset of someone who doesn't care that the game is created in toronto or in london or in hamilton or whatever like it would be written for someone who like you know to me if you don't like platformers if you just straight up don't like 2d platformers like I'll just keep using Rumbo. Like, like if Rumbo gets a ten out of ten, like, are you going to be like, oh, I'll give this one a try? Probably not. 
Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of want to write reviews for someone who like knows the genre and is like a fan of the genre and and wants to see like what Rumbo does differently than other games similar to you know on on Nintendo. It's like what it does similar to like Mario and other like platformer games and like what it does differently and what are the good and the bad and the differences and stuff like that. Um, yeah. All that information is key. I think that's what Brett's talking about too, right? Like right. that, that sort of mm-hmm. that, that deep diving something that Brett really enjoys because he's a developer and he, he wants to hear all those opinions from people. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm a, I, I would say I'm a little bit more surfacey in that regard because I'm not a developer. Right. So when, uh, you know, I will just look at a score and be like, Whoa! This person thinks it's dope. What does this person think? Whoa! This person hmm. thinks it's dope too. I should probably just try this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the, the other concern of mine too is uh, it's it's still just me <laughs> doing doing the the site. Uh, yeah, I'll be perfectly honest. I will not do any reviews for you. That's fine because I work in the industry. So <laughs> yeah, pro- that other that's that other double sword where I can be like, I can, I have an opinion that I can voice about a trailer for Primal, but. Hopefully that doesn't cost me a job at Ubisoft. <laughs> but no, I feel it's... like writing a review and putting it down on paper uh, and putting it out there for the world to see forever is like, yeah, you're gonna you could get blackballed for something for sure. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just me, and I already some some weeks it's like already tough enough to like do the the posts and, and marketing and all that other crap like. The the last thing I always like am the worst at updating is the jobs. You can tell mm-hmm. like when I when I've like struggled to update the site continuously. When you look at the Toronto Game Devs jobs page yeah. and like see that hasn't been updated in a while because that's the one that like requires the most amount of work. So finding mm-hmm. jobs sucks, and finding mm-hmm. a job for other people is even worse. So yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's something that I'm pondering, and I think uh, I I'm like 99 there. I'm going to do it. Uh, it's just a matter of like how I'm going to do it. What game will I like? how i'll pick up are you games. only doing toronto stuff well i mean like hamilton and like i'm not going to review like no, like, I, like with the general mythos of what we do already you're only focusing on reviews for ontario yeah okay cool. so i won't review like assassin's creed or whatever well if unless ub works on it i won't review uh actually maybe far cry primal would be the first one um oh snap because someone here pre-ordered it i pre-ordered it, it. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. So last week, after the actually pretty much on after the podcast, uh, I just felt like dropping dropping some cash, and so we went to EB yeah. Games. Uh, I, I got a up, great text from you. <laughs> yeah, I picked up the Shovel Knight amiibo because I was just like, "Oh, isn't that a rare amiibo?" And they're like, "Yes, if you see it, you should buy it." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, so <laughs> I bought the Shovel Knight. I don't even own that game on Wii U. I have the PS4 version. I don't have the Wii U version. I'm not even like a big fan of the game to be honest. Um, and uh, but I still oh, have fired. it. Not shots fired. I don't know. <laughs> See, that's uh, what's going to happen to you. <laughs> I'm going to get death threats over not liking Shovel Knight. One Uh-oh. of five. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually, before I, I talk about the games that I bought, let's actually just wrap the reviews thing up. So reviews will happen. I'm going to be doing them. Um, you know, maybe when it gets like big enough, I'll get some guest reviewers or something that aren't people who work in the industry. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, have some writing chops because I also don't think I'm really much of a writer or that I need to work on that. Uh, uh, good writer, dude. We we go over every podcast some mistake in a story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you're not uh, a good speller. <laughs> sweet. You got to start from the bottom. Now you're here. Got to oh, do the spell check. Um, got to get that hotline blamed. Uh, so they're going to happen. 
it's it's going to be a thing. I just got to work out the kinks. I got to figure out a game. Far Cry Primal actually might be a really good first game because it is like, um, I'll be honest, like Ubisoft probably doesn't give a shit if I review Far Cry Primal or not. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd probably be a good like test uh, and a good kind of, it's a AAA game and, and whatnot. So actually maybe Far Cry Primal will be the first one. Cool. Nice. So look forward to that. That's an announcement. Official. Out of, nice. out of, out of, out of five. <laughs> you heard it here are you going to do actual numbers uh, that i'm still bouncing around it seems like that's the least popular opinion but i just think of metacritic man and if i can get enough for like if i can start getting on review sites and that's mm. that drives a lot of traffic to the site and it's it's a little bit of a selfish reason but it's if i get more eyes to the site then that just helps everyone else on like everyone else who's featured on it right like yeah spoiler the so the um uh, what's the story we were just talking about? Finish line game story. How I said it was like the most popular like story ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fortified now on on Xbox One and Steam is like a story that's within that. Like there's links at the bottom of each story now that link to other like Xbox One news or whatever. Uh, that was like the second biggest hit <laughs> in in Toronto Game Dev's history because people just like went to this page, saw Fortified, and and clicked that. So right, that's cool. Getting these referrals and getting more eyes to the site is beneficial to like everyone involved, myself included, and and all these developers. So, adding a score, if it might not be the most popular opinion, um, but uh, what I might do is, yeah, I don't know, but I, I I'm I'm leaning towards adding a score. Uh, I think cool. reviews will happen, but I think I gotta add a score just to as more of a selfish reason more than anything, not because. You know, I well, I, I mean, I understand your opinion on that. Like, it's not really selfish. It's uh, like your whole sort of mantra is, uh, or mission statement is getting getting these developers seen and getting getting people to notice what's going on over here, right around the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a double edged sword. It's, you know, like it's a balancing act. You got to figure out what, what way works best for you and what way works best for um, for you know furthering sort of the agenda of the site and getting people you know getting things noticed so yeah i i know i know what you mean yeah i feel that so uh we'll start wrapping this up but uh if if you got an opinion on it i want to hear it whether it's good or bad so tweet at me toronto game devs uh or steven l crane um uh or email me at steve at torontogamedevs.com about reviews or or the site in general but specifically what you think about reviews because uh i, I want to know um because I don't know how to run a website. Was, I'm just like I'm. I'm just like going uh, like going with the flow uh, the whole time. And uh, you're, you're pretty good at it for somebody <laughs> that know what they're doing. Cause. I think that that was like the podcast. The the first couple episodes of the podcast, Brian and I were just like, eh, whatever. It's the first first five. Yep. Um, I think the first episode is actually called like uh, winging it or something. Yeah, winging it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So now we're on yeah, episode twenty two. Yeah, the and first we're, couple podcasts we're quite literally winging it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more so than we are winning it right now. Yeah, we've yeah. come a long way over twenty four episodes. I think uh, actually, like, it wasn't until episode three that we actually like met each other. Like, we when I yeah. went to game dev drink. So episode one and two, we'd only like talked on Skype and. Yep. Look what's and that's happening. when I that's the night I met both you guys too. Actually, yeah, which is <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the whole start of this whole thing has been kind of just super random when you think about it it's all crashed together so episode (laughs) one had severed being delayed 13 a.m games interview uh with about rumbo where i interviewed tom uh m plus plus launching and the castle game being out 
yeah. blast from the past. Um, all right, let's. Uh, we're <laughs> we're kind of running a little bit late here, uh, Dan. Since you probably didn't play anything, did you play anything this week? <laughs> I probably played nothing this week. Yeah. St- still just hunkered <laughs> down in your basement. Eh? I'm I'm like I'm in. Remember how Brett was in crunch mode? I've been in crunch mode for like the last two months. I've literally been carving out hour like an hour a week to podcast you guys. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Wow. What's the deadline? When are you kind of done this whole crunch stuff? Well, it's just the editors are so far behind uh, on the show that I'm working on, so it's it's causing it's it, like sometimes I get like three days off, but it's rare, so it's causing unnecessary crunch time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to go into the details because nobody cares, but but it's just causing too much extra work that doesn't need to be done. True. Mm. Uh, Brett, what have you been playing? Uh, actually, uh, me and my girlfriend Pam, we've been sitting down and playing uh, Ducktales Quite on Steam. The yep. oh, the nice. re- the remastered one or whatever. Yeah, the remastered. Oh, one. nice, nice. I remember yeah, playing that one as a kid. Yeah, I liked it. I, well, I like it so far. We're on the last level. I've just been breezing through it, so it's not as hard as I remember it as a child. Is there um, uh, is there co op or? No, she just watches me play. Oh, okay, true. And then diving for gold, diving for gold in a big vault. Yep, <laughs> that's, uh, that's like my favorite part. Yeah, it's so awesome. He ha- like he has this one line that kills me every time. He's like a ruby for my money bin, and it kills me. <laughs> like I want it as my ringtone so bad. <laughs> it's just like this is so good. Thank you, screw. He's so sassy too. Like. <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> I that never noticed that game. as a child. Like yeah. he's just like he just he's savage on everybody. Like, <laughs> are you uh, are you streaming it or? Uh, this one I didn't stream because it was just like let's just play. I don't feel like talking while I play. <laughs> yeah, true. So cool. Yep. Um, That's all I've been playing. So yeah, after last week's podcast, I uh, just felt like dropping some cash. So we went to EB Games, picked up the Shovel Knight Amiibo, uh, pre-ordered uh, Far Cry Primal because I figured what the hell. I had some gift cards, some EB Games gift cards from Christmas, so mm. I was balling. Uh, I I pre-ordered it, and apparently you get a Far Cry like Primal uh, flask, um, mm. but they didn't have any. So I have this like random note that just says like I owe you one Far Cry Primal flask, EB Games. Um, nice. What else did I? There's something else that I. Oh, we pre-ordered the Fire Emblem games on 3DS, mm-hmm. and then actually, what I forgot to pre-order is Twilight Princess HD remake. So yeah. after, after this podcast, I'm going to go out there. I know people say like don't pre-order games, blah blah blah, but I don't really. I don't. Uh, Why not? I don't submit to that because uh, like if you pre-order a game like six months in advance, and like the the, the development if EA sees that like a million people bought Star Wars, then they're just going to be like, all right, let's just get this game out because people are already excited about it. These are already guaranteed sales, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are kind of oh. like, don't pre-order games. I, I mean, it's a it's a multi-billion-dollar industry. There's money flying around everywhere. Uh, I don't like whatever pre-order pre-order all you want <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. i mean ea knows i think ea and ubisoft like all these big studios they got smart ass people who know strategy and and industry shit really really well and they they can probably say like yo if we release this assassin's creed it's going to cost this much to make it's going to take this long to develop and when we release it, it's going to sell this much and it's going to be reviewed here and it's going to like they plan this stuff really well and they probably know like how much a game is going to like sell sell like, like yeah they do yeah like they like they all know 
And so if you're pre-order, every, every studio knows all this. Yeah, it's it's part of strategic planning. Like it's not unique to video games. Like I know about it in my own industry. So it's uh I mean, obviously, like, you could be wrong, and it could tank, or it could, like, do even more, like, way better, but uh, yeah. that's what you hire really smart-ass people to do, to get that shit right, <laughs> so you can plan it, and so that is not your last game. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't submit to the whole don't pre-order games thing. Um, pre-order all the games you want. I want to go pre-order Zelda right now. <laughs> yeah, I pre-order never pre-ordered. Zelda, like. I've never pre-ordered a game. No? No. But There's too many great games that I haven't played yet mm. that... I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm just a year and a half behind the times. So when everybody's pre-ordering all these games, I, I go I go to like EB and, and I can get it for like 10 bucks. I'm like, sweet. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I, uh, I've been pretty good actually not missing games I really want to play. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, then it happens like I have Metal Gear Solid 5 and I played a lot and I haven't been it. And now you can buy it for like 20 bucks and just whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, if, if a game escapes my radar and i never play it i i just kind of i don't consider it like a backlog or a mist or whatever like i just i'm like eh, whatever like i borderlands pre-sequel i'd love to play it uh and maybe one day i will but i'm not like you're too busy keeping up with the new stuff that's coming out yeah exactly plus now with the site like you know i'll start playing games that are coming out so i'm going to play mm-hmm. Fortnite. i'm going to play alto's adventure i'm going to get uh cell damage now I'm going to play whatever XMG is working on. I've been playing um, the the flying game, Illumination games. Uh, Black Flag. Black, thank you, Black Flight. Uh, all yeah, week. I just downloaded it. It's pretty tight looking. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of games for the site that I have to play anyways. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I've been playing Helldivers, which is fun. Almost done Dust. There you- <laughs> that counts. I'm still playing that. I'm still chipping away at that one. There you go. <laughs> Cool. Uh, like just conquering me right now. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. So that's 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 it for this week. Um, went a little bit above, but or above time, but that's good. Uh, if you want to follow Brad in all his adventures, uh, at Brett Meeser, at Hard Circle, at Great Ham Jam, at Game Dev Drinks, at TP Smoke. Uh, oh, guys, let's actually discuss this real quick on the podcast. Um, are, are we going to do a podcast next week on at the Great Ham Jam? Yeah, let's do it. So oh, yeah, I'll be there. All right, so, we'll so figure. yeah, Brett's going to be kind of tied up, I guess, eh? Yeah, Brett, you'll be there. Well, both of you are going to be there the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah, we can. I'm sure we can find an hour. Oh, um, I can fit it in. There will be, yeah. All right, so yep, it's yep. it's on me then to get to a time where yep, you know, I'll have some pizza that I'm paying for. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm cranking crunch time just so I can make it. Like I want to make it. Yeah, true. So I'm definitely going to make it. I just uh, since some stuff has hit the fan, I got to make sure that. Uh, that I crunch and, and yeah. And, I took a vacation day stuff. just so I could do it. So <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, you took the Friday off. Yep. Did you take the Monday off too? Don't you want a day of rest? That's family day. Oh right, right. I work. I actually work family day. So what? Yeah, bro. Um, That's illegal, isn't it? Uh, no. I mean, it's uh, they pay you. They had to pay you extra. Well, true, but don't you have a family? Uh, yeah, I got a family, but. Oh, you're getting hosed on family day, man. That's like wrong. Uh, you like, we, like, I, I, I won't, I don't want to discuss work stuff on the podcast. So I'll just, <laughs> I'll just tell you afterwards. Uh, but I, I don't care, whatever. Um, so it's on me then. Yep. So we'll do the next podcast, uh, at Ham Jam next week. Cool. Yeah. It'll sound a little different cause we'll be going through one mic, mm-hmm. but it'll work. Dan, I'll put you in charge of that 100%. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you did. <laughs> 
Cool. And uh, if you want to follow Dan, just follow Composing Dan on Twitter and uh, check out his, the site, uh, danrodriguez.com, right? Uh, CA. Oh, does, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Jake Bodno did the intro too, so you can check him uh, at uh, Jake Bodno, I want to say .com, but I'm not 100% sure. Let me actually just quickly go find out while someone else says something. Just something. Google Jake Bodno, you'll find him. JakeBodno.ca. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cool. Peace.